Dear Vince, I got a couple ideas here for your WrestleMania 34 um, event coming up here in April, and I just wanted to run a couple of my booking ideas by you, see if you'd like any of the suggestions, um, and challenge you to come up with a better card than I have, and a better set of stories than I have. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and start at like the bottom of the card, work up. At the bottom, we open up with <clears throat> the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, you know, your annual attempt to elevate a mid-carder into something a little bit more. And I really think that the person who could benefit the most from the nod this year would be Chad Gable. Uh, I think he's really been churning out uh, some really great in-ring action. The peep, the crowd seems to be pretty behind him. Um, and I think you could really sort of run with uh, coming out of this. You could totally do just like the jocks running around with the giant trophy sort of gimmick with uh, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Maybe Ch Shelton Benjamin is like actually like carrying it around for Chad Gable. And you could either have that go well together. You could eventually you know, grow some resentment out of Chad Gable for being kind of like his whipping boy of carrying around the trophy. You could go a lot of different directions with that. Chad Gable sort of constantly just playing up this win, using it as a credibility to challenge for either the tag titles, maybe go for a singles title. Uh, got a lot of options, but I really think Chad Gable would be a strong choice for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal this year. Um, then capitalizing off of that, something to do with a lot of the other women who are not going to have a spot really on this card, uh, just unfortunately due to space. Uh, I think it would be smart to do, since you already did a Women's Royal Rumble, you could at least do another sort of like over-the-top elimination style match similar to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And this one could be uh, the China Memorial Battle Royal to play off of the 8th Wonder of the World and then the ninth Wonder of the World for China. Yeah, you could go with a bunch of different fucking names, but I think China would be a fun one just for that continuity of 8th Wonder to ninth Wonder. Uh, I my, my recommendation here would be I think that Bailey, there's a lot of unlimited... I think there's a lot of potential in her that you still literally have in mind. And I think that giving her something here to start off with would be just a way to sort of try and rehab her character a little bit to win the first battle royal and i think the way you do this at least for as far as story uh you could capitalize this off of the budding tension between bailey and sasha by having bailey eliminate sasha in the end uh, and then sasha can grow resentful over this and explore that storyline coming out of wrestlemania uh let's see <clears throat> now for i got a couple undercard matches that are a little bit hazy at this point because it seems like, some people may or may not be injured, may or may not be able to get to WrestleMania. So, I'm going to give you Plan A uh, and Plan B. So, Plan A would have Jason Jordan in a match with Kurt Angle. Uh, I think the story is pretty obvious here. Uh, you know, the son kind of over wanting, like, wanting to prove himself and best his father. Um, but then in this, you could have Kurt Angle still edge out and beat Jason Jordan, which could uh, drive him to you know, more desperate means to become a bit of a heel, to maybe even try some dirty tactics against his father, maybe try to get revenge then. Or you could slow build that even further into just the, the growing frustration of not being able to beat his dad after calling him out on the biggest stage. Uh, so then continuing with plan A, if you have Jason Jordan and Kurt Angle, then you could also have John Cena versus Samoa Joe. Now this is kind of up in the air because it seems like Samoa Joe may or may not be injured through WrestleMania at this point. Um... But if he's not, then I think this would be a fun match to if you if you were to put this together in a way that like Samoa Joe is I think really resentful, maybe perhaps of like all of John Cena's success because they had that passive developmental together. So he can look at John Cena's career and think that 
well, that could have and maybe should have been me, and resentful of the fact that John Cena got chosen over him, and wanting to sort of destroy his legacy and get revenge for, you know, these imagined slights. Um, you could kind of go either way with this one. I think it'd be cool to really give Samoa Joe a signature win, because John Cena's gotten so many damn wins, he really doesn't need it. <laughs> um, but Samoa Joe beating Cena here at WrestleMania would be something really big that he could carry forward into the next year if he wanted to build him as a big title contender. <clears throat> and I think you really would for, um, spoiler alert, I think Strowman needs to get the title coming out of this. So Samoa Joe could be a strong challenger for Strowman coming out of WrestleMania uh, with a win over Cena. Now, uh, if all of that cannot come together, now I have a plan B match to suggest. Uh, if both of them are healthy, you could do a match between Jason Jordan and John Cena. And this would constitute an idea of Cena sort of wanting to find a place on the WrestleMania card, but he doesn't really have a natural place at this point. Uh, so then he would come out and want to challenge Kurt Angle. And then Jason Jordan would sort of step into sort of wanting to protect his father, but then Kurt Angle, you know, being Kurt Angle would say, look, you, I, you don't need to protect me, but, you know, also, John, I don't need to fight you. And then Jason Jordan can take this as a real personal insult and then sort of step up to the plate and want to, like, goad Cena into the fight. And I think you would do that in a combination of ways. You could have it be a little bit of him sort of mocking Kurt Angle and doing some ankle locks in matches, but then, uh, more importantly, I think he would have to almost recreate the ruthless aggression moment against Cena come out and get right in his face and just become an undeniable force that says you're going to if you're going to want me to go away John Cena then you have to beat me to force John Cena into saying yes that he would fight him at WrestleMania uh, so then you could have a match there where I think you would definitely have Cena win in that case um, to sort of just prove that like Jason Jordan is still in this amateur developmental spot where he's still making a lot of mistakes and this can be a big character building moment of like whatever mistake he makes in his match against Cena can further drive his heel character. Uh, okay, so moving on from that, uh, the Cruiserweight Championship Finals for the tournament. Um, I really think the, the smart choice here for the finals, I think it'd be smart to put TJP in the spot of the heel for the match uh, because he you know, has the history of having won the first Cruiserweight Classic. He was the first Cruiserweight Champion in this revised history, and... I think you put him then he, here as the heel as the legacy character versus the upstart babyface. And I think the number one option would be Johnny Gargano. If you're prepared to bring him up from NXT and make a really big splash in the main roster, I think this would be the way to do it. Uh, I think the crowd is really in love with Johnny Gargano. Uh, but if not Johnny Gargano, another strong choice, I think, ironically, would be Roderick Strong. Um, but failing him, some other choices, if you have them around, would be Drew Gulak. I think he could be built up into a pretty good choice here. Uh, Rich Swan, if you're prepared to bring him back into the fold. Uh, Neville, if you still have contact with him, if he's able to be around. Uh, I think he could be a really strong choice. But yeah, Johnny Gargano, I think, would be the best choice, followed by Roderick Strong, who's definitely in the tournament, at least. So uh, those are my thoughts on that one. For the women's matches, let's see. I think... The, the Rousey, the Ronda Rousey match, there's there's a lot that could go wrong as far as the presentation for this. But I think one way that you could go really strongly with this is instead of having it be either a mixed tag match of some kind or anything like that, just let it be a straight singles women's match with Ronda Rousey 
versus Stephanie McMahon and allow Triple H to be at Stephanie's side. And if The Rock is around, have The Rock be at Ronda Rousey's side. Um, don't waste somebody like Braun Strowman in a match like this. He's destined for much greater things. Uh, him him versus Triple H at this point would be a waste. And plus, if this is supposed to be about women's empowerment and all that, then just let the women fight. Let them do their thing. You know, let them fight as much as you know Stephanie is willing to and able to and Rousey's been trained up to. Um, but yeah, let Rousey have a great showing here against Stephanie McMahon, the very clear, badass babyface coming in against the you know cowardly, conniving corporate heel Stephanie McMahon. I I, th- I think at least as like as you keep it simple, and do something like that, then it's hard to go wrong. You could have a little bit of a moment here from Triple H trying to interfere, but then either get thrown out by the ref, or maybe if the Rock is there, then he can just counter him, do a quick rock bottom or whatever, just to get him out of the way. And let the women do their thing. Because I think this could become like easily overbooked and just become a forgettable, stupid mess <clears throat> if it's just sort of a tag match of some kind. Um, anyway, the other women's matches we got, I think, you know, Asuka versus Charlotte Flair is definitely a very strong uh, match for the women's title over on SmackDown. Uh, it's pretty simple writing to going into this because Asuka's story has been just the unstoppable one who's come in, she's got the undefeated streak, and now she's going for the champion, and arguably the strongest women, or strongest woman of the roster that you've built up. Like, I think Charlotte really has been the one who's been the consistent champion. Like, not only has she won the titles, but she's had multiple defenses against pretty much every woman on the roster. She's had very long reigns. Um, she's the fucking woman to beat, and Asuka's going to try and do it. And I think it would really make sense to let Asuka get that win, because... Um, I really don't know where you'd go with that if you just let Charlotte beat Asuka because then Asuka would just sort of it would be the Rusev problem he would sort of descend down the card um, or she would descend down the card I think uh, so I think this would be I'd let Asuka win here and continue her reign of dominance build up a challenger for her uh, and over on Raw I think the the match here this requires a little bit more planning uh, from Elimination Chamber because now, the, the real ideal way I think you could do this to really make Nia Jax a badass, because this is the goal of my booking here for WrestleMania 34, get Nia Jax over. And she's going to do it against Alexa Bliss. That's her main foe here. So at Elimination Chamber, she's set to face Asuka. And that if she wins, she can get into the WrestleMania match. So I think you have her lose against Asuka here. But then in her outrage she decides to take someone out of the Elimination Chamber. Potentially Mickey James. I think that's probably the easiest choice. You have her take out Mickey James. She comes into the match. And then I think to help build up to the other match, you could have like Bailey eliminate Sasha or Sasha eliminate Bailey, and then whoever get whoever eliminated the other one just gets eliminated by one of the other Absolution girls, probably Sony Deville. But then Nia Jax is going to eliminate Sony Deville, Mandy Rose, and Alexa Bliss all on the way to become the women's champion in the Elimination Chamber. She just takes the spot, and then she dominates it and comes out the champion. Now, very fucking mad about losing her title, Alexa Bliss is going to sort of try and connive and sort of come up with a plan to try and get the title back. So she decides that she's going to wait for her cash-in of the rematch until WrestleMania, but she knows that in a one-on-one match, she's really not got any sort of chance to beat Nia Jax. It's just not going to happen. So she recruits the two Absolution girls. She recruits Mandy Rose 
and Sony Deville, who also got squashed down by Nia Jax in the Elimination Chamber, and convinces them to get into the match with her. Like, they come up with a plan, maybe con Kurt Angle a little bit, and eventually you get a four-way at the WrestleMania card, but it's really essentially a three-on-one, because we know that these three are in cahoots. But then Nia Jax is going to, at WrestleMania, go against Alexa Bliss, against Mandy Rose, and against Sony Deville, beat all three of them. If you really wanted to get her over, I think a really great visual would be to have you stack all three of them on top of each other to pin all three of them, throw Sony Deville on the bottom, Mandy Rose on top of her, get Alexa Bliss for the finale and Samoa drop, Samoan Dropper right on top of the other two, just pin the whole stack of three women down. That would be an image you could use for Nia Jax forever. Like, just saying, I know you're all about lasting images, and that would definitely be one of them. That's a WrestleMania moment for sure. As for the Intercontinental Championship, uh, I was thinking that the Miz defending the title against Finn Balor would be the smart move here. Because uh, then you've got Miz with the Miz Tourage countered by Balor and the Balor Club. So then any sort of outside interference can be dealt with. So then you can get what would seem to be a clean match. Um, but I think one really genius piece of uh, booking that you could really never do any other time would be that because Miz's child is set to be born here at WrestleMania weekend, uh, a way that you could do this, this would, this would require a lot of planning, but I think this would really be great if you could pull this off. Miz gets a call in the middle of the match. You know, one of the Miz Taraj guys gets a call saying that Maurice is going into labor, that the baby is coming now. So Miz decides to bail on the match. And so you have Finn Balor and the club are trying to like keep him in and trying to sort of keep him into the match, but then Miz does everything he can to escape. And he eventually does escape, getting into the car, getting away, and then because of that, he you know gets counted out, retains the title through disqualification. Um, but it would be purely driven by the desire to go see his child. <laughs> so I, th- I think he could really sort of really play that out, and I think it'd be really great. It'd be fun to see whether the crowd really reacted to, like, because this could this could actually end up turning baby like Miz babyface, which could be very interesting, um, or it could be a really great moment of trying to foil the heel. Um, trying because you know maybe people would start to see through it. Maybe that could even be part of the plant and the idea that Miz is you know the baby isn't really about to be born, or maybe it already has, and he's trying to lie about it. Something like that. Um, you could play it a lot of different ways, but I think this could be a lot of fun. This would be a very unique match because of the circumstance. Um, so that's my pitch for the Intercontinental Title match. Uh, next up, I have a tag match with. Woken Matt Hardy teaming up with The New Day, and potentially his brother Jeff, if he's able to go, versus Bray Wyatt and the Bludgeon Brothers. So this would be sort of the culmination of uh, that New Day and Wyatt family storyline that had you started a while ago, but then never really got resolved because the brand, the brand split had happened. Uh, so this would be sort of, you can come full circle on that. And this is just the classic sort of good versus evil, but it's very goofy and very wacky. And very horror-esque and stuff like that. And I think you could do a lot of fun with this with uh, New Day dressing up as the Woken Warriors going in with Woken Matt versus the the Wyatt family here. Um, just an insane brawl, uh, all sorts of antics. And I think, um, you know, ultimately you would have the New Day and Woken Matt come out on top. But honestly, this is kind of a comedy thing. It's, you know, it's just that weird sub sub-niche genre that you could satisfy with a, a real goofy match like this. It could be a lot of fun. Uh, so then going to <clears throat> the Raw Tag Team titles, I think you could have a really stellar 
hardcore match here with uh, the remnants of the shield between uh, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins versus The Bar. And I know this match has been done a lot throughout this year, but this, you could do kind of like, I think, one last one with a little bit more of a hardcore stipulation. Specifically, I would want you to go for, I think it would make a lot of sense to do a last men standing match. So, you know, just the same as a last man standing match, you have to put your opponent down for a count of 10. But in this case, you have to put both of them down for the count of 10. So you can have a lot of uh, near saves and falls where, you know, one guy gets up and saves the team. Uh, and I think one way you could really spice up the story going into this would be uh, with the bar as the champions right now, you'd have to have the Shield win a number one contendership to get the title shot here. And you could have them go against the Revival. And the Revival could end up injuring Seth Rollins' knee, at least a storyline injury. So and this could you know feed into their ability to fight against the bar, and then also of course the knee helping and standing up. You know, very easy story to tell there. Um, with the shield coming out on top here, I think you could have a real strong end to the bar, like really putting them down finally uh, and moving forward. Especially because uh, the way that I think it would make a lot of sense to eventually have Dean Ambrose come back into the fold, because you have a really great opportunity with him being injured right now to come back in with a really stellar return. Uh, if he's going to come in as like a strong heel force, you could do it as, you know, just an insane amount of jealousy than the fact that uh, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns have just moved on without him, won back the tag team titles, and have just been dominating as if they don't need him. So then he can come back to try and prove himself sort of against them. Um, anyway, also keeping Roman Reigns out of the main event scene can only really do some good to sort of endear him back to the crowd, but that's a whole nother discussion. Uh, on the other side of the tag team scene, you have the champion, the Usos, coming in to defend their titles. I would book it against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, and then sort of tell the story here of you know, who has the stronger bond of brothers, the, the ones who are actually brothers or the ones who have sort of chosen to be brothers by you know, just being friends for so long and have you know, gone on the road together and gone through all the hardships and they've fought each other. and come like You could even play up to the hardship that, like, you know, or play up to the fact that the Usos had never really fought each other in the way that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have. So their bond is even stronger. And I think you go into just, a, you know, these both of these teams are you know stellar wrestlers. It'd be great to watch these matches. Uh, and I think you kind of go either way on this one, but I think it'd be really great to see the Usos also retain here just to really solidify them as the tag team legends that they're really becoming um i do have to say this last year the usos have really stepped it up so this would be sort of a crowning moment for that just to sort of cap off the whole year of the usos becoming this force in the tag team division <clears throat> uh then for the united states title i think you could have a really great three-way match between uh, bobby Roode, rusev and dolph ziggler uh now in my booking i think it would make sense to have rusev come in as the champion to sort of legitimize why there's three guys in this match. Um, so Rusev being the current champion, Bobby Roode being the former champion who needs to get his rematch, and then Ziggler being the guy who never really lost the title, wanting to come back for it. Um, but you could also just, I think you could have Roode be the champion going into this match. You could have Rusev be the, the upstart challenger, and Ziggler still being the guy who never lost and wants to get that rematch. And I don't know, I'm, I really love Ziggler. That's probably part of the reason that I booked it this way. Um, but I think it would be really great to see Ziggler win another three-way for the United States title and sort of steal the title out from the other two guys yet again. Uh, just to sort of feed into this this character that he has is almost, almost of a spoiler now. That he he's almost a parody of himself in a way, or at least he could be. 
where he was the guy that was just guaranteed to take the fall, but then now he can be the guy that you never know in the match he might be able to come out on top, uh, just like he did when he won the United States title and the later abdicated it. So he could sort of steal it out from Rusev and Rude yet again. Um, but you could definitely go kind of anyway on this one and sort of get a decent reaction out of it. But I think Ziggler getting the win again yet would really help to reestablish a new character for him. So that'd be my pitch. Uh, and then you got the two main events here. This so the semi-main event. We have AJ Styles defending the WWE title against uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, the Royal Rumble winner. Great choice, by the way. <laughs> Uh, and I think here it's you know it's a very simple sort of story going into this one. Obviously, this is you know these guys have a, a history together and they want to legitimately just prove who is the best between the two of them. And if this remains a face versus face competition, I really think it'd be smart to see Nakamura get the win here and just pay off that Royal Rumble win and get to that next step and see what he can do with the title because I, I think a lot of people want to see it. And Styles is not hurt by losing it. He's he's become really established. And people love him. Um, also, at the same time, I think if, if at some point you wanted to turn Styles' heel in this feud, like if he's starting to get nervous and afraid of Nakamura instead of uh, just being like two guys who are pure faces who want to prove who's the best, uh, then you could see Styles retain here if you were a heel. Then that could really drive the feud a little bit further into the summer. Um, although even with Nakamura winning the title, you could still drive the f- feud further into the summer because... I, I think I'm not going to be the only one who would want to see these guys rematch uh, at least once. So you got the semi-main event there, and then the main event match would be Braun Strowman challenging Brock Lesnar for the WWE Universal title. And I really think the smart booking here would to be have Braun Strowman just win, just beat Brock Lesnar, just clean as a sheet. Because Lesnar's got to go down at some point, like... You have to you have to pass the torch, and there's really been no one else who has the level of credibility that you've built in the last couple of years and the level of fan support, because the only other person credibility wise who you've built to this level is Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns just does not have the crowd support that Braun Strowman has had. You guys have given him so many WrestleMania main event wins, Royal Rumble wins, like he, another big win is not what's going to help Roman Reigns. He needs character building. Braun Strowman, however, people are already in love with. He just needs the giant win. And this is the giant win. He's never had a title on the main roster. I don't even think he had the title NXT. And he is set. He's ready. Just strap the rocket onto him. Give him that win over Lesnar. Let Lesnar come back after him. And let him beat him down again. But at the very least, let him destroy Lesnar in the main event of WrestleMania. It's as simple as that. Um, that's all I got for WrestleMania 34. Um, so I challenge you to at least come up with something better than that. 